Straw Hut Media. After landing her dream role as Tracy Turnblad in the 2007 remake of the cult classic musical Hairspray, Nikki Blonsky cha-cha'd her way into queer stardom. But it wasn't until years later that she figured out she was queer herself. Today we talked to Nikki about how Hairspray changed her life, her fondest memory with John Travolta, body positivity, and self-discovery. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. My name is Nikki Blonsky, and I guess I'm most known for a movie that I did a million years ago, sometimes it seems, but it came out in 2007. It was a movie called Hairspray. And who did you play in Hairspray for anyone who's been living under a rock? <laughs> I played, oh my gosh, I played one of my favorite people, Tracy Turnblad. I like, I feel like if Tracy was a real person, me and her would have been like buds. Today, feeling the way I always do. Before Hairspray, Nikki had never acted in a movie. She was a hardcore theater kid who had been singing since the age of three and training vocally since the age of eight. I was in like the school shows and stuff, and I wanted to act, but I really didn't know uh, how to go about it. And then I discovered Backstage Magazine, and I went on my first a call for the a Broadway musical, Airspray. There, she heard that they were casting for a new production of the film, this time directed and choreographed by Adam Shankman and produced by Craig Zaden and Neil Marin. We lost Craig a few years ago, and it was just such a, a deep loss for our Hairspray family. And so I everything I do now, I just carry Craig in my heart because um, I worked so closely with him and Neil, and... They were so supportive. I've always looked up to them both. Throughout the many years of their careers together, Craig Zaden and Neil Marin won countless awards, produced the Academy Awards three years in a row, and won Best Picture for the 2002 film version of Chicago. To get to work with them and know all of the great things that they've done, but then to like get to know them for the wonderful men that they were and like these really just wonderful stand-up human beings. That was the coolest thing for me. And, and both Craig and Neil, they were, I mean, one, they're openly gay, but they were also, when you look at it, they are powerhouses, right? When you look back at that in retrospect and think like my first acting job was with, I mean, some of the most prominent queer producers ever. Yes, and also with some of the most forward-thinking, prominent queer, you know, producers. I mean, you look at uh, when they redid Cinderella with Brandy, um, and that was just so ahead of, like, what what Hollywood was doing. So I just, I look at their careers, and I've always just 
I've loved how they've authentically lived their lives as openly gay men and been who they are and just celebrated that. And but also have had these like megawatt careers that stands on their own. Like, you know what I mean? That's so impressive to me. And I just working with them and getting to watch them produce and watch them watch the movie from a producer's point of view. It, it, for me, it was a learning experience and it's one of the greatest experiences of my career, getting to work with them, getting to work with Adam Shankman. Um, and for me, maybe I didn't know it back then that I was, you know, gay, but cause it kind of happened for me a little bit later in life. But I think being around people who were so openly gay, but also very, very successful and just wonderful human beings, I think that made more of an impression on me than anything. Nikki came out publicly as queer just a couple months ago in June, but she says she had been out to her friends, family, and management team since last year. We talked about like, you know, when and how and where and uh, but then they also kind of know me <laughs> and they know that I'm like spontaneous and I just decide to go with my gut and what I feel. And I felt that that moment was really right. I feel like, yeah, yeah. my heart is beating a little fast right now. I've been waiting for like the perfect time to come out and say this, but I guess now is the time. I identify as um, queer and pansexual. The world has never known this. The event was an Instagram Live fundraiser for the Transgender Law Center, hosted by actor-comedian and writer Alec Mappa. Are you coming out right I now am. on Alec Mappa Girl Friday? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make this about me, but I think if we all just do our part right now and just be our honest selves, it can just make the world a better place. As she made her announcement, Nikki says she was reading supportive comments from fans as they came in. And then I remember clicking off of the live and going, holy shit, you just came out on a live (laughs) Instagram show. It's like a matter of time before the rest of the world finds out. So the next day, she shot a quick TikTok video lip syncing to I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross and more support poured in. to say it was it was beautiful um I couldn't have asked for a more positive coming out experience to be honest um it felt very natural like people just really accepted me and I think I accepted the fact that the world knew (laughs) that was kind of when I stopped living with any like fear I very much had like a renewed sense of like freedom and like okay well now is like my chance to really live my life now exactly the way I want not worried about is our camera is gonna see me with you know somebody that I'm dating and is it you know is it gonna end up in a magazine no it's now I you know don't have to worry and that's really nice Nikki didn't always identify as queer though When I was in high school, right, I didn't really date, date. Like, I was that girl who was just, like, super focused on her career. I wanted to make acting and singing and performing my life. Romantic opportunities didn't abound. 
And then my first real experience was um, on the set of Hairspray when I had my first, you know, love, really. Uh, And it was a guy. So back then, I can't really say that I identified 100% uh, as, as queer, but there were definitely, you know, under, I always say it was like this different feeling inside of me. I just couldn't I just couldn't put my finger on it yet. Um, There was a lot of self-discovery that had to happen before I could do that. Tracy Turnblad's perennial optimism is also a lesson in body positivity. But in 2007, when Nikki suddenly found herself living out her wildest dreams in the spotlight, she wasn't quite as protected as the character she was portraying. I wish sometimes that there was this body positivity movement happening when Hairspray came out. One of the first uh, pieces of hate that I came across was on my IMDb um, because I was just so excited to have an IMDb, right? Like I was going on my IMDb and I first see that there's a comment, you know, why does the fat chick get to make out with Zac Efron? And like, it was just fat, 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 fat. And I was just like, oh my God, like people really don't see past that. Not only was it cruel, the fat shaming was ridiculous. After all, body positivity is written into the story in Hairspray. It's kind of the point. But since she brought up kissing Zac Efron, I had to ask. This is the most commonly asked question, I think. Uh, What was it like to kiss Zac Efron? And if I had a dime uh, for every time, I would never have to work again. Um, But I, you know, it's so funny. I never know really how to answer it. Um, It was a kiss. It was, he was one of my first kisses. He wasn't my first kiss, but he was one of my first kisses. And, uh, we practiced. We practiced. That's all I'm going to say. What does he smell like? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, probably, like, whatever laundry detergent I bought him that week while I was washing his clothes, because I would do that on the weekends. I mean, I feel like now he lives in Australia, and he's, like, down under, so he probably smells like eucalyptus and kangaroo. I don't know. But that's and, what like, I'm surfboard guessing. wax. And surfboard wax, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, definitely what he smells like. I now. will say this. He always smelled amazing. We actually went uh, perfume and cologne shopping together. That was one of our fun days out. And if you think I'm weird for trying to get the play-by-play on kissing Zach, which I am not, by the way, have you seen him lately? Zach D. Other people were much weirder about it when Nikki and Zach were doing the press circuits back in 2007. I remember one reporter just made an interview really uncomfortable because he just kept implying things. And he was like, Zach, I remember you saying in an interview, you were quoted as saying, I like big girls. Nikki, how do you feel about that? And I was like, um, well, yeah, he does. I mean, like, I, I don't know, you know, first of all, I don't understand why he had to say like big girls, like Zach Efron likes girls, you know, like that's okay. Like that should have been enough, but like he had to really point out my weight. And that's when it became really apparent to me on the press tour that, you know, I was a plus size actress, you know, like on the set of Hairspray, I was just treated like an actress, you know, I was one of the actresses. Um, 
But on the media press tour, that's when I really realized that, like, mm, no, the media totally looks at me as a, quote, plus-size actress. Today on the internet, somebody sent me something that teenhollywood.com, my, part of my research was reading all the like, teeny bopper magazines. Mm-hmm. Of course. All this stuff about, like, you guys are best friends. and But this one is like, I like big girls. Yeah. Oh, is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. he does. It's like, because I, I, they're larger than life and they're comfortable in their skin. So I'm well, rock like, on. It's true. It's That's true. Sweet. I, always, I always say, it's so funny. <laughs> For a 17-year-old musical theater nerd like Nikki, suddenly spending all of her time on set with Broadway and Hollywood royalty was like a dream. It was just one big family, one big group of people where every day we would all sit and have, like during rehearsals, we would all sit and have lunch together. It really was like Zach used to say, it was like a summer camp and it was, but um, better. It's like high school, you know, it's like you feel you come together, you get, you get your best group of friends. It's like a really friends, good summer camp. And then you just, yeah. it, you end it. It's like a really good summer camp, yeah. which is right, and then it's gone. That's kind of what it felt like when we all had to go home. It was like leaving, you know, this whole new family. But there are people now that are in my life and forever. And I just feel so blessed because the experiences that we shared um, are experiences that are going to bond us for a lifetime. When I asked Nikki if there was a single moment that she could point to as her fondest memory from her time with the Hairspray crew, she thought for a second, and then she knew exactly what to share. It was a moment of pure support from John Travolta. There was one night where it was like one o'clock in the morning, I was filming Good Morning Baltimore, and the side door swings open and it was John. And he wasn't scheduled to film. He came to watch and support me. Um, When he should have been sleeping or getting rest, he was there, sitting there, holding my hand. I think it was like the day before my birthday as well. And um, it was so funny because Adam Shankman saw like a hand in the frame and he was like, whose hand is that? (laughs) And he didn't know that John was sitting there next to me holding my hand. Um, Every time I see him, even on TV, my heart... I can't explain it. Like, it's, I have the warmest feelings in my heart for that man. Like, he just, he's everything. Has fame gone to your head and made you wacky? Well, why not? Who's going to look out for me better than my mom? When we come back, Nikki's quarantine project and her next dream role. Welcome back. Today we're talking to Nikki Blonsky, the actress and singer who played Tracy Turnblad in the 2007 movie Hairspray and who recently came out as queer. Since COVID-19 shut the world down in March, Nikki started hosting a live interview show on Instagram. One of her first guests was the original 1988 Tracy Turnblad, Ricky Lake. It was so great because I got to talk to her and ask her about her experience playing Tracy and uh, what it was like back then to play her versus, you know, what my experience in 2006 and seven was. So it was a really kind of full circle moment to interview Ricky. I was like, I don't really understand what's happening now. I feel like, like just 
20 years ago, I was sitting in my living room watching her interview people. And uh, now I'm getting to ask her the questions. So it, it felt like that was definitely a big moment in my life. I think one of my moments where I let myself feel proud and achieved because I was like, you just interviewed your idol. <laughs> I mean, you should have already felt proud because you literally stepped right into her shoes and filled that role and did such a great job. So I feel like you were already winning before you interviewed her. Well, thank you. I was, she, you know, it's one thing, she left Tracy in like pristine condition, you know? I was it, I was just ready to jump in and uh, the whole Ricky Nicky thing is just too funny as well. And now we kind of have like this, Um, older sister, younger sister, like relationship, I've been able to go to her and talk to her about things and ask her questions. And, um, it's, it feels really great to have somebody that I've always looked up to, like stand up and be like a big part of my life. Just like Tracy Turnblad would race home to watch the Corny Collins show. Nikki says she would race home to watch the Ricky Lake show. I have such a deep love for Ricky Lake. My senior year of high school, we had to do a project. And they said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to do a talk show. And we called it the Nikki Fake Show. I mean, it, my love for Ricky was so real back then. And then getting to, like, work with her. They, you know, they say, don't meet your idols. You know, you'll be just, yeah, no, I met my idol. And she's everything I ever thought she would be, plus a million times more with the cherry on top. I love her. So what are you, what are you working on now? What are your projects? What's keeping you busy? I mean, we're all quarantining at home. How has that been for you? (laughs) It's been uh, interesting. A lot of ups and downs uh, this summer. It's been since the quarantine started, really, it's been just all over the place. But uh, in a lot of great highs, a lot of low lows. Nikki turned her Instagram live show into a proper podcast. So my podcast is called Nikki Nights, and it's um, a podcast where I get to sit down and chat with some really interesting people, whether they're in the entertainment business. Honestly, I've had all different types uh, of uh, characters on there. We've had some amazing people join. Um, we've had Olympians. We've had uh, we've had Ryan Russell, the first out uh, NFL player. We've had, like I said, Scott Hamilton. We've had Carney Wilson, Ricky Lake. It's been really awesome, and. I have some fun ones coming up. I'm excited. I'm getting ready actually to sit down with um, Reverend Bailey Brauner, who is a queer pastor for the United Methodist Church. And we're going to talk about religion and being queer. So I'm really excited about that one coming up. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun things on the docket for Nikki Nights. This is something that I've really wanted a podcast for a long time. And this is something that my publicist and I, we built together and I'm really just enjoying talking to people. I've learned just so much from people and uh, it's been really nice. I've made a lot of friends during this quarantine. I think that's one of the um, greatest things for this from this whole experience is um, the connections that I've I've built with people and the rapport. And it's been, uh, it's been really cool to get to know them. She also started writing a book and a screenplay and is working on a couple of movies. 
I'm really actually enjoying this time, just pouring it into my work. Has there been anything that has really occupied your time during quarantine? Like, have you picked up any new hobbies, baked some bread, learned a new language? Oh my God, I have not baked any bread, but I have to, okay, confession time. I am obsessed with this TikTok page. It's this girl, Hannah, who bakes bread. If anybody hasn't heard of bread TikTok, it's a real thing. And I might have a low-key crush on her. Like, I watch her page all the time. It's so calming. So that's what I've picked up. Bread TikTok. (laughs) Bread TikTok. Okay, so that's what everyone needs to get on board with. Some bread TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's the bread. It's Hannah. It's the whole experience. In the 13 years since her breakout role in Hairspray, Nikki has worked, but she hasn't had anything that lived up to Tracy. So I wanted to know if there was any role she had her eye on. Apparently, there is a Hocus Pocus too. So I'm just saying, you know. That you wouldn't, you'd be down to play one of the Sanderson sisters or... Down doesn't begin to start how I feel about the Sanderson sisters. Like, I love obsessed. I went, oh my gosh, ridiculous story time. This is how much I love the Sanderson sisters. I was in LA like four weeks ago. My friend and I went into a dispensary because, well, it's LA. Don't hate me, people, if you don't smoke pot. Relax. Anyway, we went into a dispensary and you had to sign in. And I was like, no way in hell am I putting my name on the sign-in sheet. Like, nobody will believe that anyway. So I put Winifred Sanderson and we got, all of a sudden, my friend was like, I don't hear our order being called. And all of a sudden you hear, I have an order for Winifred Sanderson. Oh my God. It was kind of, (laughs) and my friend immediately knew who the order was for. My friend looked at me and goes, that's us. And I was like, yep. That is so funny. Well, so, okay. If you were to play one of them, which one would you want to play? I, oh my God. I would be honored to play any of them, but I think I would, I would love to play Winifred. Because she sings the most. Well, but come on, who doesn't want to say another glorious morning? I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, it is pretty good. Makes me sick. Sick. Yeah, like I do it all the time. Like I just, I also love Bette Midler. Um, I love them all, really. Uh, come on, that cast sick. is just brilliant. Sisters. Yes, Winnie. Right away. Sorry. If you had advice to give to a a young person, queer or not, who, you know, maybe a little bit bigger, what advice would you give them? I've always said this about looks um, when I was asked about it, you know, back in the hairspray days. Yes, I was blessed with some extra boob, some extra butt, you know, but... God also blessed me with a heart and a mind strong enough to know that our physical appearances are only here for a certain amount of time. And it's not about what we look like. It's about the impressions that we leave upon the world, the goodness we do, uh, how we affect others, uh, what kind of art we put out into the world, and how we treat people. And it's, it's not about 
what cup size we are or how many inches is our waist. That is all going to go away someday. We're all going to get old. We are going to be remembered for the good that we do. So let's just leave the world in a little bit of a better place that we found it. But make that place uniquely yours. Um, I found that after Hairspray, I kind of tried to fit in to Hollywood standards or just like play their game. And after coming out, I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I'm going to do this my way. And like, if our ways align, awesome. But like, this is a newfound uh, after coming out I have a newfound respect for myself and so I just urge everybody to respect themselves enough to follow their hearts and live their life authentic and love themselves and love others If you haven't seen Hairspray Add it to your weekend watch list. The story takes on discrimination and racism, especially towards women and people of color. At the very least, these issues are as relevant now as they were in the early 1960s, when Tracy and her friends went head to head with oppressors to shake things up. They showed the world that when you follow your own beat, the world will follow you. Like Tracy, Nikki always follows her own beat. If you'd like to stay connected with her, go over to Spotify. You can get Nikki Nights. It's also on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram at Nikki Blonsky and on the TikTok at the real Nikki Blonsky. And of course, you can get with me uh, on Cameo as well. Always on Cameo. Thanks for listening. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pride, and on Facebook at Pride Podcast. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. Thank you, Tracy. I literally just called you Tracy. Thank you, Nikki. It's all good. I go Tracy, Nikki. You know, it's fine.